We all want to feel better, be happier, and have more freedom. And there are endless resources at our fingertips. But wading through a sea of self-help books, podcasts, and workshops takes more time than anyone has. Except me. That's my job. I curate and translate the latest, most effective personal development wisdom to help you elevate your personal experience and improve the way you show up for others. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is Self-Helpful. Authentic Drive and How to Know What You Really Want. I've had three guests on this show recently who really have me grappling with the realities of what we say as humans, what I say, what we think we want, and what our behavior proves we really want. And what you're about to hear may shock you and make you take a step back as it did me. Uh, I usually give you the punchline of the episode right here in the beginning, but in this case, I'm not going to. I'm going to ask you to just hold tight a moment and I'll unpack it. But you and I right now think we want to be happy, authentic, and healthy. But our actions show that in each case, we actually want something else more. And it's not the same things. For each of these three issues, there is a counterfeit desire that is winning out. And to realize it is to get the issue of significant cognitive dissonance we live in and are suffering from. Getting aware of this, I believe, can give us a new lease on life, in essence, a new lease on our progress. Stop sabotaging ourselves. And further, if you're in business and involved with trying to offer happiness, authentic, uh, authenticity and health to sell it to anyone, you're about to find out what your real competition is. So come ponder and explore with me a moment. The Self-Helpful Podcast was founded through the Zig Ziglar Corporation. June 15 and 16 of 2023, I'll be in Dallas to attend and speak at the Ziglar Coach Summit. And if you're listening to this show, you're the kind of person who wants to influence people for the better professionally and personally. And I invite you to join us. That's what this event is about, equipping you to do this. Go to Ziglar, Z-I-G-L-A-R.com slash coach summit. Following these sponsors who help make the show possible and provide great resources for your life, I bring you a discussion on how we think we want happiness, authenticity, and health, but our actions show otherwise. But by coming aware, we can course correct. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. 
So I have had three recent guests on the topics of happiness, authenticity, and health who shared a startling reality to me. Three things that overlapped, different shows, different topics, and they overlapped. It speaks very much to the primary topic I cover in my new book, What Drives You? How to Discover Your Unique Motivators and Accelerate Growth in Work and Life. You can go find What Drives You on Amazon right now. Uh, Having drive is excellent, and I'm on a mission to trigger and increase drive in everyone, but that's just part one. Part two is making sure your drive is actually getting you where you want to go a place that will be fulfilling. And the equation is knowing what you want and why, and being in alignment and agreement with it. What you're about to hear is testimony to how often we think we know what we want and why, and we are mistaken, which leads us to frustration, burnout, and even abandonment of our pursuits altogether. So here are three startling, startling, I think, examples of what we say we want and what we really want. Number one, in episode 1,131, Vienna Farron. Uh, her book is The Origins of You. Vienna is a therapist. And in that, she goes through, it's not what the entire book is about, but it starts off and saying, in essence, that we want, we say we want authenticity, right? I mean, that's a buzzword today. We want to be, we want authenticity, be authentic and complaining about inauthenticity. And yet what she says is that we as humans, We say we want authenticity. What do we actually want shown by our behaviors and priorities and actions? Attachment. And it makes sense, man. Think back to as an early age, as a kid, as a a child, as a toddler, you want attachment to your parents or caregivers. You want attachment to your siblings. You want to belong more than you want to be authentic. And you're going to learn real quick, gosh, just saying what I think and, you know, just being me in essence, it, it can cause some problems. And we then sabotage our authenticity to attach. And we do it. Again, parents, our, our caregivers, our siblings, our classmates. We go to school. We want to fit in. We want to attach. We want to belong. Our neighbors or you know, neighborhood kids or whatever. And then our teachers. But then it goes on. And we get out of our home. And we want friends. We want a prospective mate. We want coworkers, employers to, uh, we want to attach to them. We want them to like us, right? We want to belong. And we will generally, as what Vienna's research shows, we will generally uh, throw in the towel on our authenticity. Now, the issue is though, it doesn't mean that you just go, you know, I am what I am and you blurt out like Tourette's syndrome, anything that you think. Um, You still have respect for people and you have sensitivity to people. And you may say, gosh, even what I'm thinking right now is not appropriate, not going to be best fit in this. But when it leans over into really not being you sacrificing who you really are, what you think and believe, and you find yourself being really disingenuous to yourself and you're, you're almost sitting there performing and knowing you're kind of lying just to fit in and you're false about again, your own values that's when it ebbs over. So again, there's a place for, you know, for fitting in and being respectful and being tactful on, is this the right time? But then when you're, when it's really put to you and you find you're being inauthentic to yourself, that's when it goes over to the bad side. And what Vienna tells us is what that also does is it erodes our trust in ourselves. We realize we're just giving ourselves up to perform. And here's the kicker to me. This is what really hit me 
is it also erodes our trust in the person we're attaching to. So if I'm not being really me and I'm just kind of eh, kind of glossing things over and stuffing my real thoughts and feelings and my you know my true my true my true feelings and it helps me attach to that person, they kind of dig me, I don't really trust them because they're not getting the real me. Well, my gosh, that's a disservice to myself and to them. That's what really kicked me. And now today, as I was thinking through this, I also thought, my gosh, and how can I address this in regards to the people in my life who may very well be doing this with me, meaning they are sacrificing their authenticity to attach to me. Is my wife doing this? Are my kids doing this? Are my friends doing this? Are employees and doing this? Any of my friends? And probably so to a degree. Again, we all are doing it to a degree. It's not all or nothing. We're on the spectrum and we're balancing this all the time because there's a place for both and we're bouncing it. But can I give people space to be real with me? Can I be in tune with them and, and watch them be present with them and go, gosh, are that, is that really them? Or are they really pandering to me, trying to attach to me to win my approval and affirmation? And can I give them space to be real with me? And through that have both authenticity and attachment. That's, that's significant. So again, some that summarize that one up that people are generally, we and those around us are all seeking attachment over authenticity and it makes us all distrustful. It makes our relationships more shallow. Big thing to be aware of. Number two in episode one, one, five, eight with Arthur Brooks just came out. His book is strength to strength. And he showcases that we all say we want to be happy. Happy is a huge buzzword. My gosh, if you want to sell books, if you want to sell a podcast, a conference, talk about being happy, sell happiness, people will pay for it. Everybody wants to be happy. And yet what he shows, same research like Vienna says, research shows, however, that our actions and behaviors go towards achievement. We will give up happiness over achievement. And he showcases even some, you know, Olympic athletes who say, gosh, I would give up. I would only live five, something like I would only live five more years if I could get a gold medal though. So I'll give up lifetime for a gold medal. And that sounds, that sounds exaggerated. And yet if you listen to my show with him, episode one, one, five, eight, or read his book, strength to strength, um, you will see depictions and statistics that show we are all doing that. And again, if we think, uh, you know, look at what do you think will be ha- make you happy? Uh, is it just the achievements or do you think, gosh, happiness, we tend to think, gosh, that's from good relationships, meaningful experiences, things that I want to really experience time being still and present and aware of the glory around me. And yet when we get that chance at achievement work being number one at achievement, Will we abandon those things, which we showcase we do. We give up all of our time and devote ourselves to our work, to achieve money, to achieve status. And we may say, no, it's just to survive. It's still, you know, I think it's, it's for most of us, it's an aspect of achievement and we give up our happiness and we're clambering for happiness, which is why on the other side, we're clambering for the next book podcast message on happiness because we're not happy. And as a culture, we know we're not. The stats show that the depression, or diseases of despair, like depression and apathy, are at an all-time rise. We would seemingly look at our culture and think we have every right to be happy with all the conveniences and technology, and we are less because we give up our happiness for achievement. Is what again his studies show that it's really irrefutable. 
So it has me to just first off being aware of that and questioning what do I want and why, again, the topic of my book, what drives you? Um, and also to be honest, you know, there may be a time when, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue, uh, this achievement for some future happiness and give up some happiness right now. That's fair. I built a house. I spent four or four. I spent nine months living on my property away from my family to build this house, run a business. This was only uh, 14 years ago, uh, 15 years ago. And, you know, I did give up some for a future happiness. But of course, we can get stuck in that delayed happiness, delaying it forever and ever and ever and ever until that becomes a way of life. And it's banking on our opportunity to enjoy it at some later point, hoping that we will get there. And a lot of times we either don't get there, we die, or we become infirm, cognitive decline, physical decline. We don't have the ability to enjoy it anymore, to find that happiness. So it questions our quests and our, for achievements. Do we count the cost of those achievements in regards to our happiness? brings us down to knowing the why behind what we're doing. And number three, we have an upcoming episode with Dr. Will Cole. If you don't know him, he's fairly famous in the celebrity status. He's Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, key nutrition, health and wellness expert. So he's on the show. His book is called Gut Feelings. And he talks about us feeling good and the idea that would, you know, who, who is there anybody that say, yeah, my goal is to feel bad. We all want to feel good. We want to feel well, able, capable, and yet his research shows, what do we do? We sacrifice that for something that feels good right now. Not we sacrifice feel good overall for what feels good right now. Easy to look at food. So say, man, I want to feel good, but what do we do pretty quick? We just sacrifice that overall feeling good or that later feeling good for something that feels good now to our taste buds, that dopamine hit. And again, we, we make uh, those decisions based on, it's that age old cliche, what I, what I most want. We sacrifice what I most want to feel good in this essence for what I just want now. Something that just tastes good. I want that dopamine hit now. Comfort food. I've had a hard day, right? However, here's, here's what sticks out to me. Then we go to denial. No, I get to deny those feelings. Deny that desire, desire, deny that appetite for this longer term thing. And when we focus on it and see it as denial, it generally fails, which is consummately, uh, there's why our weight loss industry is where it is. There's always a huge demand for weight loss and we are weightier than ever in America, especially. We don't like denial. It doesn't work. So what we need to do is figure out how to fulfill that desire now we want that dopamine hit. We need to have it. Can we get it in a better way? Example, instead of the dopamine hit I want from a bag of M&Ms, can I get somewhat of a dopamine hit from five or six dark chocolate almonds and, and a lot less sugar, raw sugar? That's one for me that is relevant, you know, and you could say, gosh, it'd be better to not have any. Well, that's not, I'm not going to sustain that just for me. I'm not. So I'm going to get a little bit and I've grown now. I think we can elevate our appetites. I talk about that in the book. We can elevate our appetites to where now I actually prefer dark chocolate covered almonds, especially with a little sea salt over a bag of M&Ms. I literally do. Now that's not in every case. I mean, there are still some things I just want that I want good old fashioned ice cream. I want good old fashioned cheesecake, you know, but my daily sugar desires I'm fulfilling generally with dark chocolate covered almonds, not a truckload of them. They're pretty weighty. They're kind of more substantial than, you know, M&Ms as a, and as, as an example. So one way is to, can we fulfill that dopamine hit with a 
less harmful thing. Now, another thing, and we talked about this, I think it was with Will Cole, is can I also look at saying, gosh, that I, I'm, I, I, I'd really like those M&Ms or that donut or pizza or you know, whatever. And again, just to use nutrition as an example, I, I would like that. I'd like that dopamine hit right now. And to say, gosh, yeah, but I want to feel good and perform well long-term tomorrow, next week, next month, whatever it is. And instead of just saying, so I'm going to squash this desire right now, can I really think about, no, I I want to see myself out here and literally see myself, envision myself, feel what it feels like to be feeling good, looking good out here and experience the dopamine hit of that. I can do that, but it takes the shift of our normal propensity to go, no, I can't have something I really want now. I got to deny it because I want to you know, feel good better now. And it's our attitude about it. We can actually turn that into a dopamine hit. But what I'm saying is you do want the dopamine hit. If you deny it, generally won't stick. But again, we want to feel good and we generally violate that by we want just something that tastes good now or something that feels good right now in the moment, but doesn't support that bigger issue of I want to feel good overall. So there's three specific issues from recent shows. I didn't plan these, but that came over of research showing, Hey, this is what we say we want. And this is what we really want. And as I mentioned earlier too, if you're in the business of selling authenticity, happiness, feeling good to realize that your competition are those other things, those counterfeits that people really choose priority for. So I'm really curious about your experience of this episode on happiness, authenticity, and health. If you have any thoughts you're grappling with, let me know. Email me at kmiller at kevinmiller.co. I will say again, a great way to vet what you do really want is by going through my new book, What Drives You. You can find it on Amazon right now. And thanks to so many who of you who've already gotten the book and are sharing pictures of it on social media. I'm so honored and I just uh, really hope it helps you trigger and increase your authentic, talk about authenticity, your authentic drive, the kind that will fulfill you. Folks, thank you for tuning into the self-helpful podcast where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience and the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends. 